I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass I'm back in my helmet, cleats and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle, listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall didn't let just anybody in that club Took every ounce of heart and sweat and blood To get to wear those game day jerseys down the hall The kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall well, let's turn and face the stars and stripes It's batting back them butterflies It's calling in the air already Yes, sir, we want the ball And it's knocking heads and talking trash It's slinging mud and burning grass It's I got your number, I got your back When your back's against the wall You mess with one man You got a song The boys are fall If you want to know who we are It's on the logos of our caps We're mountaineers We're volunteers With a tie that rolls or Seminoles into the end zone, and the Seminoles are going to bring it out. This is Kermit Whitfield on the left side. A hold to the 30. 35. Yeah! Kermit Whitfield to the 50. To the 40. Kermit Whitfield to the 30. To the 20. 15, 10. 5. Touchdown at the show. In trouble in the backfield. Wants to throw now, and he's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdown, Florida. Tyree Cleveland in a miracle finish. Wherever you listen throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. Mountaineers, volunteers, with a tie that rolls or Seminoles, with her long steam Wildcats. Good morning and welcome to Dixie Football Nation. Joining me today, as always, Mr. Tony Aguilini and Mr. Matt Carr. Tony, how the hell are you, sir? I'm good, man. A little chilly, but we're good. <laughs> what is it like? Somebody turned the heat on. It was like 60 degrees <coughs> Somebody turned the heat on in here. <laughs> Matt, how are you, sir? Good morning, man. Ready for a good day. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I, think that, I, I think we've got enough good games to keep us occupied. Uh, you would expect a little bigger matchups at the end of the season but that's okay um the first well before we go any further the utah state controversy that has popped up overnight uh utah state has canceled their game against colorado state and i look i don't know what was said because as far as i know it hasn't been released unless one of y'all have read it but what they're claiming is that uh, religious discrimination by President Noel Crockett towards the interim head coach at Utah State, 
that evidently was said during a Zoom call. And he is claiming that this is coming to as a shock to him. So in other words, he didn't go off on some blurb and say the wrong thing and was caught on, on camera, so to speak. Evidently, whatever he said, that's how they're interpreting it. Tony, have you heard any idea what this guy might have said? No, nothing really specific. I think, um, I mean, I know who their replacement coach is. The guy they hired is the guy. I remember Georgia did a Georgia did a peek out a couple years ago. Um, I think it was I think his last name was Anderson, but his wife died of breast cancer. So uh, that summer, and then uh, when they played Georgia that year in September at Arkansas State, all the Georgia fans wore pink, which was really cool. Um, he's the guy that got hired there. I don't know. I mean, it's Utah, so I don't know if it was like a Mormon related or something like that. I don't know what was said. Well, the, uh, I, I yeah, know, I was pretty surprised to see that yesterday. I do know that the the current interim head coach is Seventh Day Latter Day Saints, and yeah. so I don't know. But but what I don't know is I don't know if uh, this Noel Cockett is a is a Mormon. I don't know if you. Know, I don't know what he is. But you you couldn't. It, it's kind of strange to me that he would make, be, be making any of these kinds of uh, sneers and snides when I got to figure every Mormon has ever been through the same thing, I would think, right? I mean, you got to figure any Mormon's done any kind of traveling, they, they tell someone they're a Mormon because it's not very common. They probably get sneers, right? So it's really odd this guy went this way. If he's Mormon, he might be. I don't know what the hell he is, right? Hell, he might be a Scientologist. I don't know. Um, but uh, all relig religions are legitimate. I just want to make that clear, except for Scientology, because if, if that's the answer, I'll eat my hat. Um, but the – so I don't know. So so now they're putting it on hold on whether or not they name this guy Anderson, the uh, head coach. I think he's still getting, going to get the job. I think he's – I mean, honestly, if he doesn't get the job, he's probably dodging a bullet because I pulled up Utah. I have not paid attention to Utah State much. Every time I see their score, it's a blowout. And so I pulled up their their record and read a couple things this morning. And I don't know what attracted to this guy to go to Utah State because it is a dumpster fire. And I don't think he's going to out-recruit the Utes or BYU out in that area. So I, I don't know. Anyways, Matt, have you heard anything? No, I'm reading the article right now, and I, I'm just reading what y'all said. Just really, just dumpster they, fire. It's it's been really vague, so it must have been pretty egregious what he's being accused of. But then again, there in 2020, there's not always fire where there's smoke. That's the one thing I, I've learned. So this could be kids flying off the handle about something that he didn't say that was woke enough. I don't know. Um, but it's it's a strange thing. Regardless, I think the kids are going to regret doing that because, first of all, how did that help their interim head coach, right? And if you if you were defending your interim head coach, you, the best way to defend them would be to say something post post game, pre game, right? Right. But. This is not going to help your coach. It'd be one thing if they were protest. When it first came out, I thought the coach did something. And then I found you're defending the coach. Well, this makes no damn sense whatsoever. I think this is an excuse just not not to get your ass kicked by uh, Colorado State is what it sounds like. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, the Florida LSU game, 7 p.m. tonight, ESPN. Probably the biggest game. There's one other game that I've got circled at that time of night 
the uh, U- the USC UCLA game. I'm really interested in that one. I I don't know why, but I've always watched watched that game, and it should actually be a close game this year. Um, the Florida LSU game, though, they before we ever get into like who's going to win and why, we all know Florida's a big favorite. The Heisman race uh, going into tonight's pretty flat footed between, or that's what I think between Trask and Jones and assuming that they both have decent games today. I can't imagine one game is going to overshadow the other one to where that wins the Heisman. I f- don't, don't y'all feel like this is going to come down to who wins the sec championship. Tony, what say you? Yeah, I, I think so. And I don't, you know, fair or, or unfair. Cause I think Bama's got three guys that are Heisman worthy, but it's a quarterback award now anyway. So um, I think but, Florida's yeah, no, got I, I two think, because I don't think Pittman gets gets enough love. I know he missed a couple of games because of circumstances out of his. Uh, but Pittman, to me, is the best player on the field every time Florida plays. Yeah, and you got. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's tough to. It's funny he's tough to describe. I mean, he's I guess man amongst boys is the best way to. You the closest describe thing I can, for people who don't watch college football. The closest thing I can explain to him, it's like watching watch this Sunday, watch DK Metcalf go up against the Jets secondary. It's going to look like that, but it's yeah, they, every Sunday. They run all these weird Saturday. stats, of course, and one of them that I saw the other day was was Pitts has the highest um, completion rate on on third down and and uh, in the red zone higher than anyone else in the country. And part of that's because he had I think three or four touchdowns against. Ole Miss and got him off to a great start, but he just boxes out guys. There's not a linebacker in the country, obviously, that can cover him. Um, you can put a nickel back on him, um, and that hasn't worked. You can double him, which that has worked, but when they've doubled Pitts, then Grimes and Copeland and some of these other guys have had big games. So it, it makes it makes it tough on a defense. The I think for way Trask, that you slow down Pitts is you're going to have to put an NFL caliber type of free safety yeah. on him or just right? or just drag him down when he tries to run routes like Tennessee did sometimes last last weekend but uh ultimately he he still had a big game so um but yeah for, for the Heisman I mean it's 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 another thing that's gonna make it's another thing that's gonna make Saturday a lot of fun I think um next Saturday is is that's another storyline parents on the armchair quarterbacks I see <laughs> I know this <laughs> She doesn't usually crawl under the table, but she managed to go under the table between my leg and then a chair. So, um, <laughs> anyway, she, she's going to go settle under the Christmas tree, I think, next. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that's it's yet another storyline that's going to make Saturday um, a, a fun mm-hmm. watch. Uh, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I've got my opinions on the score already, but I think uh, at least the Heisman thing's another storyline. And, and regardless of whether he wins it or not, the, the trash thing, it's a, it's a heck of a story. I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't burn down the house if, if Mac Jones wins it. He's a heck of a player too. Um, but it would it would really be neat to hear to hear Chask's name in a few weeks. I know we haven't seen the combine yet. We haven't gotten those results. I get that. That's not until February. But just the eye test, I believe that Kyle Trask is the second best quarterback in the country. That's just my opinion. Now, whether or not he'll win the Heisman is a different question. But as far as when people keep talking about tanking for Trevor. And then they start talking about Josh Fields. For my money, hands down, in the NFL, I would much rather have Kyle Trask playing quarterback for me than Josh Fields because I think Josh Fields is going to be another Dwayne Haskins where you're going to get him in the NFL and find out, 
oh, he can't necessarily dominate because, first of all, he's not as athletic as he looks when he's going up against his college kids, right? He's not He's not Kyle Murray. He's not Lamar Jackson. Those are generational guys. And then when it comes to the quarterback play, he's only hitting guys that are 5 to 10 yards wide open. And that's what Dwayne Haskins did, and I think you're going to see that kind of thing. It's, I think we're, we're, people are going to finally learn. They're going to have to learn the hard way one more time with Josh Fields is it is the system, it is not the quarterback at Ohio State that is making these these uh, games so difficult to to win against the Buckeyes. Matt, do you I – know, I know you've been saying Kyle Trask the whole time for the Heisman, but have you had a chance to actually watch Mac Jones and – uh, are you are you maybe starting to to see why he's at least in the conversation? I can see why he's in the conversation. I haven't watched a lot of Alabama games. Uh, most of them been blowouts, honestly. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt seeing Kyle both Kyle's at the Heisman presentation, but nominated in the final. Well, four. it's going to be virtual this year, so you know. But well, yeah, yeah. That's another thing that's stolen for the kids this year is that they don't get to, because they weren't going to put a bunch of octogenarians in the in the room with with COVID lingering. Going, let me give you your Heisman socially distance catch. I say, I say Pitts will be the the only non quarterback person nominated. Ah, uh, there might be a running back. There might be a running back because what do they normally run? It's usually five or six people that. It's sometimes it's as low as four. It seems like it's usually in the five range, right, Tony? Uh, it, I think it depends. I think anywhere between three and three and five. I think it, it depends on like how their like first like early results come back or, right. or surveys or whatever that they send on on how close the vote's going to be. Like if there's only three guys, two or three guys that are really in it, they'll just invite three guys. If there's if it's going to be widespread enough where they can invite five, they'll they'll do that. I think when Warfel won, there was there was I think four or five guys there. Uh, when Tebow won, I don't know how many was there. It's funny the, the year Tebow won in 07, um, the Dixon kid from Oregon was going to win it, and then he blew his knee out about a, with about a month left in the season. Um, otherwise, uh, well, you know, Tebow kind of blew up in November. But yeah, like that Dixon. that one uh, that one. Um, that one year they had that many, but uh, yeah, I think it's anywhere between three and five. Just I think that was a Bengals. Now, this one's virtual, one. so this one's virtual. So I'm for them inviting like twelve kids just so they can say they got invited. Right. and let them all talk at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, look, I think Pitts belongs. I think Mac Jones belongs. Uh, you know, obviously Trask belongs. I believe ETN belongs. I don't think Trevor belongs because if you want to do it for almost like a a career type of thing. I don't mind having him invited to. He he's he his numbers are impressive this year comparatively if you go if you if you're going to go percentage wise, but him missing those games makes his overall numbers look dwarfed. They're not if you take into consideration why he why he missed those two games out of his Then why Then why is Fields there? What's that? So then why is Fields there? Why is Fields what? He's he's played five games this year. So well, I don't know the Fields will be. I I haven't really heard much talk about Fields for Heisman. To be honest with you, yeah, I I leave Fields. At, I would not send the email to Fields. No, I no. I think he's no. Uh, I wouldn't send the email to Ryan Day for the uh, invitation to the playoffs because you've only played five games and we're right. Gonna, that's terrible. And you're gonna play a a a, a juvie version of 
of a college football team of Northwestern. I'm really pulling for Illinois today. I hope they, I hope they kick the crap out of Northwestern so that we get at least a little better matchup in the uh, Big Ten championship game. Nothing against Northwestern or its fans or anything. Don't flip out, y'all. But I just, I just have this feeling that it's going to be a boat race. Florida LSU. Not a whole lot to go over there, other than the fact that Florida should have their way on with, with them on def, on offense. And though LSU might be able to move the ball on Florida's defense, I don't think they're going to be able to do it often enough. They're going to have they would have to have such a ridiculous share of turnover margin that it, that it would almost be like cartoonish for them to be able to beat the Gators. I mean, they'd have to have like seven turnovers by the Gators, and LSU only have like one. For, for it to even have a chance. This sounds this sound like what you said last week about Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I don't think LSU is a very good team. Uh, they're as bad as they, they were. Be, and it's it's because they're young. I don't believe this is like it. Like, Ed Ogeron had one, one year and that's it. But, yeah, I said all along when Brady left LSU, that wasn't going to turn out well. And then... He lost a lot of talent to the NFL draft this coming year. I mean, you, the team player, the NFL's littered with. Oh yeah, that's right. That guy played at LSU. So the this is just one of these throwaway seasons, and this is a game. I know Eddie Jean will have them ready, et cetera, et cetera. But I've got them winning forty six twenty three. Uh, Tony, what say you? Yeah, I've got like thirty eight seventeen Florida. Um, it's it's funny. Um, and you'll like this. Brad Johnson's son is starting it for LSU tonight. Um, Max Johnson, who I don't think he played a little bit of mop up duty against uh, Alabama. Okay, so I so I got a new prediction. thriller. Yeah, he's uh, he's quarterback number three for them. It's kind of it's a weird game to kind of try and preview because the list um, of LSU guys that have either opted out or decided not to play or they're hurt is, is long and distinguished. So, um, that, that's what makes it tough. And and for LSU, it's, it's just, you know, I don't mind a drop off after a national championship. I mean, we lost two games in 97 and, um, you know, some people thought the world was falling, but that just kind of happens when you, when you lose, you know, key players and key coaches. And that's what happened with LSU. But, um, this is borderline ridiculous because they haven't really been competitive in a lot of games this year. And, and of course they started off losing to Mississippi state. Cause a lot of people thought that was, that was the you know big entrance for air raid, but it turns out that LSU was just kind of that bad. Terrible. Their, their defense is terrible. Yeah. Pelini is going to be gone after this year. He hasn't, he, he, I don't think he's gotten along with the if coaching you hit, staff. If you hit those gold game. helmets in the right light, I can't tell the difference between LSU and Florida state on any given Saturday, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. They're it's, awful. Yeah, Orgeron's obviously going to stay for another year, but I think um, there's there's a co- there's an overall coming on defense. I think that whole group's going to go, and then they they got to figure it out again on offense. And, and like you said, it was kind of perfect storm last year. He had Burrow, he had he had Brady as an assistant, um, the architect of that offense, and, and they played really well on defense too. But they lost a ton of coaches, a ton of players, and, and now they come to the swamp. And I'm glad it's not postponed because I'd like to hang a hundred on LSU, um, just just because. So. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it being very close tonight. And, and honestly, it's, um, it's just a tough game to talk about just cause you don't know who the heck's going to play for LSU. What's Senior night for us too. What's your score? A 38, 17. Matt, what's the, uh, I'm going to go the under, I'm going to go Florida 48 to 17 and take the under on that. Like I said, there's not a lot to talk about, uh, 
What is the you got to repair like you're playing the former national champions, but it's not. They lost like 15 people at the draft, so it's not the same team. But you just got to and Mullen. I think Mullen will have them step up and try to get Trask to Heisman. The over 27, uh, 68 and a half. That's what I got. I think, I think they bang that over. Cause I, th- cause I think Florida might score 60 by themselves. That's he's, he's definitely going to try to pump up Kyle Trask's number. Cause he knows that's going to be difficult to do next week. Right. So he, th- this is pretty much it next yeah, week. But he also, he also pulls Trask though. No, I don't know if he will. Yeah, he might SEC championship game next next week. Yeah, they and they also one thing they haven't one thing we really haven't done this year is get Emory Jones a lot terrible. of like let Emory Jones actually run drives. He's come in for plays and he's he's had some mop up duty in a few games. He's looked okay, but Emory uh, Jones they, they, is they, terrible. They, <laughs> they, do, they do need to let him actually like like run some run some drives. But um, senior night tonight, I think there's 27 guys on the list. Um, and a, a couple others uh, that are that are redshirt juniors that they're going to let uh, do the senior night thing just in case. So um, the guys do have the option to come back next year. I don't know how many will take advantage of that. I'm kind of hoping uh, our offensive line is just okay, but I, I am kind of hoping that one or two of those guys realize they don't have any chance in the NFL and they'll come back and um, you know do something do something in the classroom, but also get another year of college football and maybe help us out a little bit. I wouldn't look for any of the stars to come back, but we'll see. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on from that one because uh, I don't want to put everyone to sleep. Uh, Speaking of putting everyone to sleep, only thing I want to ask about this one is, does Arkansas cover the spread against uh, Bama? It's 32-and-a-half. It's at Arkansas, minus 32-and-a-half going into this morning. Does anyone have any reason to say Arkansas can cover that spread? Tony? I think they might. Um, I think uh, I think Alabama will, will get a nice, comfortable lead in the first half, and, uh, and maybe Arkansas will score some touchdowns late to make it uh, within the point spread. But uh, if you do watch this game, and I know we got basketball from eleven to one, but if you do watch the the second part of this game, um, the kid that came in for Franks last week played pretty well. He's a he's a four star. Four star recruit uh, for Arkansas. And- By halftime, you'll be ready to flip over to the noon kickoff. So don't worry about the basketball game. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it keeps going the way it's been going. So, uh, but no, I think uh, I think this will be a this will be a fun game to watch just because I want to see what the kid does for Arkansas. He'll be their quarterback moving forward next year. Um, and uh, I don't, you know, Frank's could still play today. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's. I think they can. I think they can keep it. Uh, I think they can keep it reasonable. 11 a.m. start out there, all that kind of Did stuff. Did get benched? I don't think I benched or if, if um, they just wanted to see what the next guy has. I, I never did get really the story about that. I know he's been beat up this year because um, every game I watch, um, I think, God, what was the one? There was one a few weeks ago where, like, he basically took the whole team on his back um, and was kind of struggling to get from the huddle to, to behind center. So I think maybe all that kind of stuff caught up with him and they let him sit last week. Okay. All right, moving on from that, Auburn's giving up seven on the road to Mississippi State. I don't think Mississippi State is going to cover that spread. That yeah. Mississippi State's bad, and Knicks has played better. Knicks has played better. Uh, I will have to. I know we've killed Knicks on this show early part of the year, but the more and more I've watched Knicks, I I start to think that he might have turned a corner. 
and he might be a decent college quarterback by year seven or eight at Auburn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll find a way. Don't worry about it. Uh, but he, he uh, I, I just think he's a quarterback that is raw, needs some polishing. He kind of reminds me of, I hate to, say, I hate to put this on him, but he reminds me of Chris Ricks. Like, very athletic, running around, will make some incredible plays, and then right after that will throw, like, an interception because he smacked his fullback in the head with with the football you know, when he was trying to throw to the wide receiver. I think Auburn's going to move the ball pretty easily on Mississippi State's defense, and I just don't know if – Mississippi State, this air raid stuff that, that – uh, Leach brought over. Everyone thought it was, it was, oh, look what he did to LSU. You just talked about it in that first game against LSU, and we thought, well, man, maybe this will be some exciting SEC play. And then it looks it's like the book is out, and they haven't been able to do anything since. I've got Auburn winning this game and winning it fairly handily. I'm going to say Auburn wins this game like 27-10. to 10. Tony, what say you? Yeah, I'm with you. I think Mississippi State's terrible. I think, um, you know, Nick's – he's just so inconsistent. This game's away from home, and he's been bad there. But it does this doesn't really matter because Mississippi State's not any good. I'm telling you, like, the skill guys are there for, for Auburn. Like, I love Schwartz. I wish he was a – I wish Schwartz was at Florida. We, we were really close to getting him, and he ended up going to Auburn. And he's a great playmaker when they actually remember he's on the team. Uh, and then Williams is a great receiver too. They've got good running backs. Like the stuff is there for Auburn. They just got to take the next step, which they haven't done yet. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I don't think Auburn will have any trouble today covering against Mississippi State. Matt, what say you? I know you're a I big got, Auburn uh, fan nowadays. I got, the, I got the over actually. I got a probably 37 to 14 Auburn. Easy because Auburn should have beat uh, A&M last week. Yeah, they just didn't score enough points. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> ran out of time too. <laughs> they, they only lost by eleven. So yeah, yeah, they're right there in it. Uh, <laughs> they 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 won they they won the first three quarters. <laughs> they should put that on, on on some kind of a stamp or something. You know, three quarters. That was my years. underdog picks. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You're not lying about that. You needed that underdog pick. You're starting to get below the Mendoza line. You're getting dangerously close. We have two weeks left of this, and if and, and, and I got I got a good one today. If you don't cover the spread over the next two weeks, you're going to be under the Mendoza line, meaning negative. Um, got it. Now, by the way, outside of the Florida State Florida game, there's some other good college basketball action today. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Notre Dame can do with Kentucky. I think they might look a little better today. Yeah, Missouri Illinois is a really good game too. Yes, uh, let's go ahead and take a really quick break. Angela is joining us, and when we come back, we're going to talk our stupid underdog picks, Army Navy, the UNC Miami game, which is a big one today, and we got a couple others that we'll dive into. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. Keep it locked in. We'll be back in about ninety. If the two of you got through 2020 together, you can get through anything. This holiday, make it official with a stunning engagement ring from Shane Company. Create your unique ring in three easy steps. Simply pick a setting, choose a natural diamond, ruby, or sapphire center stone. 
Then add your own touch, like a decorative crown or a personal engraving. Here's another option. Select one of our perfectly preset engagement rings. Each of these rings is already set with the shape and size center stone that our designers envisioned, which means that your ring will be perfect. Because our quality standards are the highest in the industry, we're able to guarantee your ring for free for life. This year and every year after, we'll be here for you. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Open weekdays 10 till 8, Saturday 10 till 5, and Sunday noon till 5. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is. Learn how to play the acoustic guitar and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial but realize halfway contouring is hard and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. We are the Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for sports talk live from the First Coast. On the boats and on the planes, coming to America. There's no need to fear. Stupid underdog is here. Stupid underdog. Stupid underdog. Stupid underdog. Stupid underdog. Speed of lightning, roar of thunder, riding all the Welcome back. Thunder. Stupid. Uh, we are back here on the Armchair Quarterbacks Dixie Football Nation, and joining us on the Armchair Zoom Room, is we now have Angelo. I hate my name. It has nerd in it. Len Nerd. You know what's a cool name? Angelo. That has angel and jello in it. People could call me Angie. Yo, Angie, how's it going? Yo, Angie, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going, Angelo? How are you, sir? Well, how are you? Good. You got your game face on, Florida State, Florida, 11 a.m. tip-off, and and we got our, our uh, basketball draft here here in a little bit. Uh, yep, it's a great I, day. I, I do not think I'm ready for that. But uh, Yeah, there was a preseason NBA game on last night. I, had to, I wasn't sure if it was live or not. Yeah, I, I or, saw. Or what it was. I actually saw someone – uh, making comments about it. I think you might have been intoxicated about the Knicks being back. <laughs> I had to laugh because I think of when I saw it, I was thinking of when Carr's always making fun of the, the Vols saying, we're back, we're back. And uh, Carr, the, uh, all the all the posts said on Facebook was, the Knicks are back. <laughs> and, I, and I think he was talking about it was their first game, but I, I was laughing because I was like, I could see him drunk, and they're like up in the first they're quarter back, of a preseason game. And go, they're back, baby. They're back. <laughs> Come on, Patrick. Well, you know, 
One to know. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Winning culture, even if it is preseason, winning culture. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll tell you what. He he is he's my preseason pick for rookie of the year. That Obi kid is fun, fun, fun to watch. He's special. People who haven't watched this kid play, he played for Dayton last year. I know, so I don't know a lot of people wouldn't have watched him playing at Dayton. But he is long and lean, and I I saw that. I I didn't see the game. I don't think it was on here locally. If it was, I wasn't aware of it. But um, I was. I saw the highlights, and he looked he looked a part of who who I think is going to be the rookie of the year. He if they'd have had a uh, the March Madness, he would have went higher than what he went in the draft this year. I think. Yeah, because he he probably would have lost in the semifinals to Florida State. So, the eventual <laughs> national champions, as we all know, that was uh, uh, by the Florida State Legislature that we will not take back. So there you go. Uh, <clears throat> all right, stupid underdog picks are here. And uh, I've got a few jotted down. Hopefully, I don't have to go a little further than that. So, um, I am picking last, so there's no telling. Uh, Right now, the standings look like this. Uh, Matt's got three and a half points. Tony, 22. Angelo, 34. After the the W last week with Coastal Carolina. And I'm up to 48 and a half. I got back-to-back wins with the uh, Indiana win. I did not expect to win both both games and I'm glad Tony beat me to the punch on on Rutgers cuz that didn't turn out well. So uh <laughs> Matt, you've got the first pick. As I got always. A request. I got a request. Can you just say I'm in fifth place instead of last place? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, no, actually, you're not in last place because people who 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 said they were going to participate that haven't chimed in, they've been getting minus two every single day, every single week. Uh, so they're like they're way below the Mendoza line because I wanted to set that up where someone couldn't just pop in on week week twelve and you know hit hit and get lucky and say, well, well, I beat all y'all because because you're over there fighting, you know, you're right around fifteen to twenty points and I hit with Arkansas or something, right? So. um Matt, where are you going today, sir? I'm going. You, you talked about it earlier. I'm going with Illinois over Northwestern. Okay. Illinois. And I had 13 and a half when I picked this last night. Okay. Illinois 13 and a half. I believe that's what I've got here too as well. So Illinois 13 and a half. I like that. That's That was one of the ones that I had circled. Uh, Tony, where are you going today? I was very tempted to take Vanderbilt because I think Tennessee is such a mess. Um, I think Bailey can be good one day, but not with Cheney as his offensive coordinator. And, and that was, to me, that was the slowest and least physical Tennessee team I've ever seen. And that was against our, you know, average defense. But I am actually going to take uh, Troy uh, to, to end uh, Coastal Carolina's undefeated season today. Troy, what is, uh, what time is that game? That barn burner is at three o'clock on ESPN Plus. Okay, that was my so second. That's a good pick. Speaking of date, oh, I, I'm I'm in the college basketball. Thing. I was like, man, Dayton's playing Mississippi State. Mississippi State, man, they're, they're taking on Dayton and and Auburn today. All right. It's, I thought I thought maybe they figured we, we have no shot in hell beating Auburn. Let's send our B squad over over to play Dayton. Okay, so three o'clock in the in the line you have for that one is thirteen and a half, I think. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I see it now. All right. So, Angelo, where are you going for mm. your pick? So I was gonna, I was gonna take uh, Troy too, but uh, I will take Missouri. Yeah, yeah. Son of a gun, that was mine. Okay, Missouri, and I think I, I think I had him at. What time is that game? Is that noon? Yeah, it's noon. It says thirteen and a half. Yeah, okay, that's what I had too. So, I was... by the way, the fun in this is is not only when you pick the underdog, but you take somebody else's, and then and then they the other team beats the crap out of your team, and you don't get anything anyway except for you stole a stole a defeat from the jaws of victory. I'm gonna do mine here in a second. I gotta regroup because uh, those were the three that that I had uh, jotted down. Um, the well, th those were two of the three. Uh, the Army Navy game today is at three o'clock. Uh, one of my favorite games. I like it much better when it's by itself. I think it's a shame that it's, it's it doesn't have its own standalone day for it. I wish they would have figured some way around it. I'll still try to watch it. At least I'm at least going to watch the beginning of it and listen to the beginning of it. And then depending on what's going on, I'll probably continue to have it on somewhere, but then Florida state kicks off at four. So for obvious reasons, I gotta be, in, I gotta lock into that one. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to miss that, 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 you know, that, that and Florida state and Duke at four o'clock on the ACC network <laughs> in December. I mean, that just, I mean, if that isn't, I, I mean, that doesn't talk about football. That's, I mean, that's football right there, baby. Angelo, what's your thoughts on the uh, Army-Navy game? I think it's going to be a good game. I think with everything going on, um, it's going to be, I would say, closer than it should be. Uh, you have the, the spreads at 7.5. I could see this being a game that's going down to the wire. The over-under is real low, 37.5. Uh, I could see it going to like a 17-14 ball game. Uh, I think Army is going to pull away. It's at West Point. But uh, it, it's going to be low scoring, like it's it, like expected. But I think it's going to be within a possession of field goal game. Tony, what say you? And has anyone heard if they're going to allow fans in the stands? And if so, the restrictions on it or whatnot? I don't know. I would guess that both student bodies get to go. I don't know anything beyond that. I know it's at West Point for the first time since World War II, and I think they they actually had a. I didn't stay up late enough to see it. Or maybe it's on game day today. Somebody's interviewing a guy that actually played in that game who's now 100 years old, um, which is pretty cool. So, um, But, no, I have no idea on the fans. I would guess that the uh, the, the groups from both schools get to go. Um, they're not that far from each other. Um, go Navy. I don't. I haven't watched either team play really this year. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll say 21-20 uh, uh, Navy. Matt, what say you? I watched the Army play MTSU the first game of the season and dropped forty something on them. So I'm going to say Army goes over and wins like twenty eight. So, so this second 17. time you the second time you've done this on this show, they played Air Force, didn't they? No, they played Army the first game of the season. Oh, the first game of the season. Okay, sorry, my bad. Um, it was forty. It was forty-two to nothing. Uh, yes. Okay. Then. Now I do remember that one because I had like a free play and I took MTSU in the points and they got murdered. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it was over with by like by halftime. I think it was thirty-four to nothing or something like that. I was yeah. like, what the hell it was is terrible. this? Me, me and you were texting about the first quarter. What have we done? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was raising Kane because I couldn't find the game, and then I found the game, and I was really raising Kane at that point. 
Okay. Because I lost my <laughs> So uh, I did have another one jotted down, so I'm going to go ahead and take that one because I, I I thought I had another game in mind, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take Michigan State plus 15. They're playing uh, Penn State. Penn State's looked a little better the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to just take a shot in the dark that Michigan State can hang in there, especially that is their traditional rivalry game. That Traditionally, Michigan State plays Penn State when when uh, Ohio State and Michigan are playing and Florida State and Florida, et cetera. So I'll take a risk on that. I thought about going Minnesota, but they've been really, really bad on certain occasions, and their defense is so bad, I just don't know if it's realistic to think they can pull off an upset. All right, moving on from that, Florida State, Duke. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm checking all my devices. There's no breaking news. I think we get a football game today, Angelo. What say you on Florida State, Duke? The big one is down to a four-point spread in Hassie. I, I think that the key figure here is Scotty Barnes. Oh, wait, football. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> you say you just need that was a joke, by the way. By the way, baby Barkley. I got the joke. Baby Barkley. I got the joke. He, he wasn't laughing. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> I'm calling baby Barkley the nickname for Florida State's uh, Raquan Gray. That kid, look, I liked him last year. People were like trying to compare him to Zion. I think he reminds me more of Barkley because he looks uncomfortable behind the three point line, but he can bang down low. We'll get into that game in a second, but the football so, game, the Florida State Duke football game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, who I, who knows at this point? I think with all the turnover that Florida State's had, are you surprised that they're favorites in a ball game? <laughs> that you, you know that it's not no because it's Duke. But I think if it was anyone else in the ACC, they'd be underdogs. Um, but it's just who who knows what's going to happen? Are they going to come out fired up? Um, God, you would think they would, right? They haven't played in a month. It's been, it's literally, this will be 28 days since the last time that they played a football game. I think this is the most interesting three o'clock ACC game. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only one I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, what's on the ACC networks, a hell of a lot better to watch what's going to be on the SEC network because that's going to be Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Nobody wants to watch that. Mm -hmm. That's. I'm going to watch it just because I watch every Tennessee game. (laughs) (laughs) Glutton for punishment. Um, By the way, my prediction for Army-Navy was uh, Army 23-14. I do always pull for Navy because Jacksonville is a Navy town. My my, uh, grandfather was in the Navy, et cetera, et cetera, but I didn't get my prediction in there. I've got Florida State winning this game 31-24. What say you, Angelo? Yeah, I think Florida State will pull through. Um, them being at home will help. Hopefully, we get some sort of a of a of a decent sized crowd after you know three weeks of not playing, two weeks of not playing. But I'll, I'll go Florida State win this one. I think they're going to score a lot of points. I think it's going to be thirty five to seventeen, something like that. Thirty five seventeen. Wow. All right. Well, we can move on from that. I I know that y'all haven't done a deep dive on the on the FSU Duke statistics, guys. So. Um, the Florida State Florida basketball game. Since we're on Florida State, uh, Florida State is a two point fa- or two and a half point favorite right now. This morning, I find that interesting because FSU has dominated this series over the last five or six years. But I think it's because both teams are undefeated. I do think Florida. I I do think that there is a an avenue for them to get the W, but it's going to have to do with controlling the tempo. 
they can't get out there and try to run with the athletes that Florida State has. But with that being said, I, Florida looks a little better and a little different than they than they have than the one I expected going into this year. I've caught a couple of their games, and I think they can hang around there. But I just I, I feel like Florida State is going to wear them down eventually. The only thing that concerns me about Florida State early on, and I know they're young, and they've got they've got some good players like you know Scotty. We don't know what he's going to be come March, but we know what he is right now. And they're extremely inconsistent on the offensive end, and it reminds me of the Florida State teams in the past that have been good, but you can never rely on them to go out and make the big plays offensively when the game's on the line. Last year was different. Florida State's I, – I, I still say Florida State's team at least makes the Final Four last year. But those guys have moved on, and they've got and they've got a lot of guys that, that are back. But their main scores are wearing NBA uniforms right now. So that's my concern with Florida State. Is if this game is close, if Florida can keep it close, who is going to be their go-to guy? Because MJ Walker hit. I think he might be the guy right now. Scotty, ha- I think the talent's there, but I just think he's so raw. I don't know if I'm putting the ball in his hands. That shot that he hit the game winner. That was, I mean, come on. That was that that was crap luck. That that was not a shot that you you that you take realistically when the game's on the line, off the wrong foot, high off the backboard. I mean, that's some horse shot kind of stuff. Um, I've got Florida State winning the game. I think if it's close, they might lose. So I've got Florida State winning the game like seventy five sixty five. Tony, we'll let you go, and then Angelo. <laughs> Well, I'd, I'd, I'd be dumb to pick Florida since we haven't beat FSU in, in forever. And I, <clears throat> I think it started I think it started with the game where Jacob Kurtz uh, went to go for a rebound and ended up knocking the ball in, and, and FSU won. And actually, the year before that, I remember being at that game, and FSU had a look at the end to win it. and hit the back. I swear it was going in, and it hit the back iron from about midcourt. But um, Coach White hasn't beat Hamilton yet. Um, I like Coach White. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I mean, to me – you know, get me to the tournament every year, and uh, you know if you can if you get past the first weekend more often than not, then then that's all I really you know. I'm I'm not one of these fans that thinks that Flor- that Florida's you know Duke or Carolina in basketball. Like I, we we are what we are, which is fine. Um, I, I think this team's they we're trying to run more up tempo this year. Uh, Nemhar transferred to Gonzaga. I think he's a really good point guard, but I think for what Coach White wanted to do, he's he's not a great fit. But then I watched Gonzaga the other night; they're running up and down the court with him. So. Um, maybe it was round hole and square peg. Um, but I think, uh, you know, man at point guard and, and Appleby, they're, they're trying to get some quicker, quicker point guards to push it a little bit. Um, the wild card to me is Scotty Lewis. Like if, if he can actually, you know, play aggressive and, and get to the basket to me, he's way too passive and he'll get a quiet, like 13 points and six rebounds, but it's not like they're not 13 points that really, you know, make a, make a mark on the game. Um, so I, I would pick FSU. I, I, that score that you have is probably about right. Um, the biggest thing for Florida is to not get jumped from the get-go like we had the last couple of years uh, against FSU. It felt like last year, I, I, if I remember right, it was like 13-2 to two at the first TV timeout. You can't do that because FSU is too good defensively to allow a team to go on like a 15 nothing run uh, to get it back. But I do think this Florida team is pretty good. Um, we're, we're deeper than we've been the last couple of years, which is a good thing. Keontae Johnson's a really good player. Um, he's preseason SEC player of the year. Um, he's got a shot to be pretty good in the NBA, I think. But there, there's some other 
there's some other guys, but uh, I think FSU's defense and, and FSU, like you said, their overall athletic ability is usually a, a bad matchup uh, for us. And um, even, you know, even when Donovan was coach, we, we always struggled with, with Hamilton's FSU team. So it's uh, it's really nothing new, but I'm glad it's at 11. Gives me something to, something to watch leading into, leading into football. Oh yeah, it's it's what I like the most about it being eleven. I don't I don't have to sit through an extra hour of some twenty five minute expose about how ESPN found some kid that you know was was in a cornfield and found out he was allergic to corn and found a way to still play college football and, and the, with the sappy music in the background. And it's like, come on, man, can we have one like? Why does everything have to feel like it's it's a backdrop for sixty minutes, Angelo? What say you on this game? Yeah, I, you know, as as was mentioned by everybody here, um, Florida's much better this year uh, than, you know, years past. And I think that Florida State obviously isn't as good at this point as they were last season. Um, I think for me it comes down to a couple things. One, free throw shooting has to be better. Um, against Indiana, we shot 52%. Uh, that's never going to get done I mean, it did, but more often than not, that's not going to get it done. Uh, also, you know, I think we have to come out, hit more threes. Yeah, we hit, we shot 40%. We shot. Oh, wait, that's me. Oops. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Now, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Are normally you it's to... Matt with his phone buzzing. And I was like, where, where's that coming from? I thought maybe no, I'd I, done something. I was on ESPN looking at the stats and I okay. guess. The, the ads, <laughs> okay. Um but it also bench points. I mean, against Indiana, we only had eight bench points, and that's usually a strength of ours. Yeah, we have depth, but that depth's got to score. Um, you know, we got to have the players coming off the bench, like Raekwon Evans, come out get some buckets. I think that um, well, it's like Osborne's got to come out get some buckets. Even Wyatt Wilkes, he hasn't. You know, we know he's a good shooter off the bench, but he hasn't done much coming off the bench. But, you know, for me, the, the, the key, um, like you said, is, is Raekwon Gray. Um, he's the type of player who, if he goes in, his defensive ability is just amazing. Um, he hit that three to open up the game last week, I believe, um, or last game against Indiana. He, he switched a three to start off his, uh, his night. But depends on how, how I think those players do, but I, I, I do see a floor. I'll change it. <laughs> Mute your damn phone. What are you, 70? It's muted. Are you 70? Oh, it's terrible. It doesn't have a mute button. <laughs> What's your prediction, yeah. Angela? We, we got to get into football before, before we're at the top of the hour. Uh, I'll go Florida State uh, 72, Florida 60. Okay. Yeah, Matt, Matt to, your, to your point real quick on Barnes, I'm with you, man. I, I think he's going to. He's got all-world potential. He reminds me of like a Bradley Beal or Mike Miller when they first got to Florida where both of those guys could score 30 or 35. Does anybody watch This Is Us? No. I watched the first two seasons. Oh. Scotty Barnes, I kid you not, looks just like uh, one of the kids in the sh in the show. Because I saw him, I was like, "Is that kid playing college basketball now? Did he just get tired of waiting for them to to, to record a new episode?" He looks just like him. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost uncanny. But anyways, yeah. When, when he gets his feet wet and he trusts himself and becomes more assertive, he's he's got all world potential. But he reminds me of those two guys where it took them. It took them a month or two to really kind of feel like they were the alpha dog of that team, and I think that might be where Barnes is. All right, moving on from that, North Carolina and Miami. That is the game of the day. If the winner of this game solidifies the number three seed, 
essentially in the ACC, which could mean the Orange Bowl, assuming that Clemson were to beat Notre Dame and both of those teams get into the playoffs. So if they both get into the playoffs, Miami is playing for a chance to win the uh, – to get to the the Orange Bowl. Of course, North Carolina could – get the W as well, and that that would be big for either program. Predictions. Tony, who wins this game and why? I'm not a big believer in Mac Brown. Um, I think he's he's gotten lucky these first two years because he's got Sam Howell at quarterback, and they've got enough playmakers on offense, and they tend to wake up in the second half. It's funny, Miami's the back end of Miami's defense. I don't think is any good. I think their front seven's pretty good, so that makes it a bad matchup for Miami. So I'm going to take UNC in this one. Um, a little surprised at Manny Diaz's uh, secondary not really playing well this year. Um, and they've been just decent enough on offense, but I think UNC ultimately outscore them. I think it'll be like a um, I don't know, 42 to 42-35 kind of game. Matt, what say you? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be the under the, the over under seventy points. Um, I think it's going to be about a thirty-five twenty game. Uh, UNC. UNC winning by fifteen at Miami. Is that what you? Is that what you're saying? Yes, thirty-five twenty. Wow. Okay. Uh, Angela, what say you? I have a Miami blowout. Actually, I think that Miami's going to come out fired up, knowing what's at stake. Uh, I think they're going to score a lot. I think Howell's going to uh, – I don't know if he's – I don't want to say nervous, but, you know, he knows the, the ramifications of this game. Like you mentioned, the Orange Bowl is at stake, possible Orange Bowl. Appearance, I have Miami winning this game by uh, two touchdowns, 14. I'll go uh, I'll go 31-14. Uh, Thought about taking the underdog here, and I do think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to come down to who plays – the best down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I do like Sam Howell over King, but I think Miami's top to bottom better. And so I'm going to take it in a high-scoring shootout. I like the Canes 35-31, and you could reverse those teams. I would, I would be fine with that. I, I think it's going to be that kind of a ball game. Neither team wants to absorb a lot of turnovers, and that's going to be the key to the game because both should be able to move the ball up and down the field. It's will you capitalize in the red zone? Okay, we're going to have to run real fast through this because we can't we can't go uh, as long as we normally do because we got a we got a damn draft that we're going that's, that's coming up on the heels. We're trying to squeeze in a draft before the Florida State Florida uh, basketball game. So, real quick around the horn, we're just going to go. Uh, Tony, give me a score on Oklahoma State Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma State, let's go forty-two. Baylor thirty-one. <laughs> Jesus, Matt Vols and Vandy. <laughs> since you brought it up, <laughs> um, <Let's get> you. <laughs> uh, twenty-one to zero, Tennessee. Matt, if you swap jerseys for that team, would you tell the difference between either team? No. Um, Angela, well, it depends on if the kicker is a female. Angelo, that's right. Virginia's at Virginia Tech tonight. That's a good game. Uh, I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Um, 28-24. Go Hoos, by the way. This would this would be, I think, Virginia beat it for the first time in like 12 years last year or something like that. And that they have not won at Blacksburg since 98. 
Yeah. Which, could, which, in the same breath, that was the last time Tennessee was relevant in college football. Uh, yeah. So wasn't that was a big team they beat too? What's that? That was a Vic team that they beat too. I don't think so, because because uh, Vic wasn't he a, wasn't Vic a freshman when Florida State played. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You're right. You're right. Ninety nine. That's right. Uh, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I, swear I can't turn it off. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll teach you after the show. You have um, to close out Mario Brothers. <laughs> Candy Crush doesn't have to go on all the time. Uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. Uh, give me Iowa. They got off to a terrible start, but they've been playing well lately. Uh, I don't know, ten to nine. Same, same game, Angela. What's that? Wisconsin at Iowa. Yeah, I have Iowa winning this game. Um, we'll go. 21-17. Okay. And Matt, Wisconsin-Iowa. Uh, Iowa by two touchdowns. The last one, Southern Cal at UCLA, 7-30 tonight. I think it should be a pretty good game. By the way, I'm, I, I think I think UCLA is going to upset them. Um, I've got them winning 28-27. Tony, what say you? Uh, I'll take the Trojans. Um 38 to 20. Um, uh, it's been a good, pretty good year for Helton uh, at, at SC. So he's probably going to stick around and uh, Chip Kelly's kind of uh, maybe getting it together a little bit. I watched a little bit of their game last week. So they look better than they did uh, at the beginning of the year, but I'll take SC. And Angela. You, you know, Tony took my score the exact same. So I'm going to oh, wow. switch it up. I'm going to go USC 38 to 24. Okay. Boom. Matt. I want to pick. I've picked against them every game this year. I'm gonna pick UCLA by a touchdown. Um, I, I want to go back to Tony's Oklahoma State Baylor score. <laughs> the over under is 49. <laughs> I don't know. Oklahoma State might get that themselves. <laughs> I, I can say I've watched zero Baylor football this year. I've watched Oklahoma State a little bit, but uh, Matt, I'm the only Baylor I've seen is on. Uh, you've been the worst today. Your phone hasn't quit making noise, and you want to circle back. To, to the Oklahoma State game of all games. That was the highest score. I just, it made me laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the only Baylor I see is on HGTV with uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's the only Baylor. Uh, hey, Magnolia, I'm, going, I'm yeah. there with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, before we walk off here today, uh, give me one big thing. And what are you watching today, Tony? Uh, we'll be at, we'll be in Gainesville tonight. I'll watch, uh, obviously, Florida, Florida State basketball. And then, uh, Arkansas, Alabama, do a little, you know, got to, got to run tape on Alabama to, to prep for, for next week. But, uh, that's right. A little bit of army Navy, not as much as usual because it's not the only. Are you frozen? Game on, but, uh, go Navy and, uh, um, lots of basketball though. I'm excited for that. Uh, I don't, I had to find out what time it is. Um, see if I can watch it, but, uh, that, uh, Missouri, um, Illinois game should be really good as well. Okay. Uh, Angelo, what are you watching and what's your one big thing? Uh, obviously, Florida State, Florida basketball, Duke, Florida State. It's good to be able to watch the games. And until the games tip off or you know kick off, I'm not going to be. I'm always nervous now about actually playing the game with with everything going on in the past couple weeks. But uh, yeah, hopefully we get both games, and um, hopefully uh, Florida State gets two wins. But then one big thing I'd say: How about those New York Giants? Uh, I called it yesterday. <laughs> or last week. Do they beat the Cardinals tomorrow at home? No. Really? I think they do. 
West Coast, East Coast, it's a thing. East Coast, West Coast doesn't matter as much. West Coast, East Coast does. Hope so. Unless an East Coast team's playing out West at night, then it's like, you know, they turn into your grandparents. Like, it's too late. Let's go to bed. It's midnight back home. Uh, Matt, what say you? One big Uh, thing, what are you watching? I'm gonna watch. I don't, I'm gonna watch a lot of college football today, but I watched Georgia Missouri. I think that'll be a fun game to watch because I think Missouri actually does win that game as well. Um, and apparently, watch the Oklahoma State Baylor game because it's gonna be a blowout, so or a <laughs> barn burner. Uh, uh, one big thing. I mean, I, I I said it three weeks in a row. I think trash just proves his point again this year or this this week. Okay. Uh, I'm obviously going to be watching Florida State, Florida, the FSU Duke game. As Tony, you know, mentioned, got to do recon, so I got to watch the Wake Forest Louisville game today to make right. sure that I, you know, I don't know what's going on there. But as far as the games that I'm excited to watch, outside of the not not mentioning Florida State, I do I I do plan on watching the North Carolina Miami game. That's going to be the big one circled at three thirty at seven thirty. I'm going to be all dialed into the. Uh, UCLA USC game. Uh, go Bruins! Uh, I want to see. I just want to see Southern Cal out of the the talk. I don't want to hear about how the Pac-12 championship game next week means anything. So my one big thing is this: since I've already predicted uh, UCLA, at least one of these teams are losing today: the University of Georgia, Northwestern, or Virginia Tech. And the reason why Virginia Tech would be big because it's been 22 years since they've lost at home to, to Virginia. But Georgia, Northwestern, and Virginia Tech, at least one of them takes an L today. I think Georgia's going to really struggle at Missouri. All right, y'all, uh, we got to get out of here. We got a, we got a draft that no one's uh, prepared for to to uh, <laughs> to get into. So uh, we'll see y'all next. Next week's our, our last show uh, for the foreseeable future on, on Saturdays. So, uh Hope everyone Herm Edwards in. played to win the game last night. What's that? I said Herm Edwards played to win the game last night. Yes, he yes he did. He's <laughs> he's one and two in late December. Who had that? All right, let's get out of here. So so uh, Matt's uh, stupid phone quits making noises. Thank you. Anyone who's right. gonna anyone who's gonna draft, I'm gonna leave the Zoom room open if anyone wants to hang out. And, well, can and, we uh, just watch? You can do that too. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, boys. I'm going to take it off Facebook, but you know, <laughs> other than that. All right, we'll see y'all next week. All right, boys. The volunteers, with a tie that rolls with Seminoles, with a hurdle on Steve. Runs to his left, throws it downfield. It is caught by Dunn. He's got the first down to the 40, down to the 50, down down the side, under the 40, down to the 30. He separates. He's to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Florida State. Gainers start at their own 20. Johnson lost it deep. Green is behind the defense. He's at the 35. He's at the 25. And he's tackled at the 17 yard line. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings. Twenty-five to the thirty. Lindsey's got thirty-five, forty. 
Lindsay's got 45, 50, 45, 40, 1, Lindsay, 25, 20, 50, 10, 5, Lindsay stop, Lindsay stop, Lindsay stop. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsay really got in the foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. You know, this game has always been called the world's greatest cocktail party. Do you know what is going to happen here tonight? And up at St. Simon's and Jekyll Island and all those places? Wildcats. Wolverine.